Welcome to the inaugural episode of Noah Hala. Inshallah. For all you Anglo-Saxons out there, and for those of us colonized by them, that means no trouble, God willing. This is a podcast where two BIPOC girls laugh, cry, and rant about how ethnics just can't seem to catch a break. Not a gosh darn one. In this episode, we will be defining the system and discussing how we can navigate through it. For the people in the back, remember, these are our opinions and our opinions alone. Now that's been said, we're hoping for no wahala. Inshallah. What's up? Nothing much. No Wahala to report? You know, no, actually. It's been pretty chill. I've been reading my books. It's been good. How about you? Any Wahala? Mm, I don't think so. Oh, yes. Why do I always have Wahala <laughs> to report? I do have Wahala to report. Um, this is one for all the black people out there. This is a slow jam that we all know. We can all bop to. I entered a room, several rooms, actually. I was in a building. And everyone kept on staring at me. And not just staring at me, like tracking my movements. Mm. And it made me so uncomfortable. I have not entered that building in three days. So, yes, that's my Wahala to yep. report for today. Mm-hmm. Valid. They're entering the room and everyone's like, the alien <laughs> the, has yeah. arrived. Her skin too brown. This isn't normal. Yeah. Yep. Not a fan. Mm. Not a fan of it. But mm-hmm. it is what it is. Like I said, it's a slow jam every black person can bop to because we all know it. Everybody knows it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So what are we talking about today? What's what's the plan? What's the vibe? Mm, What's the chill? The plan is to discuss what the system is. Okay. And what even is the system? Because today, of course, our topic is... Subverting the system. Easy as. Okay. So, So, first things first, I think we should actually talk about, like, what does the system mean? For anyone that doesn't study social sciences or sociology or any of that, what is the system? It's a very elusive idea. So, I feel like just breaking it down and saying, for me, this idea of the system is basically, what are the macro-level structures that our society is founded on? And that all the norms and and cultures and just ideas that we have in the social sphere fall underneath and all our structures and our policies and everything what is what is those are overarching structures that's what we mean when we talk about the system yeah I think it's so important that we define it like you said because well first of all I study science and development studies and you study IR and um, arts and with arts. sociology and English majors so she's really in that world yes. and she's really about that <laughs> <Knee> life <deep>. <laughs> <laughs> Um, whereas like in my science sphere, we don't really, the system is almost like laughed at where it's like, oh, all those mm. weird kids in the arts yeah. talking about this thing that doesn't, that doesn't exist, the system. But then again, like also being like a black person, we're just like white people are the system. Yeah. <laughs> so that's sort of like, yep. I guess we all know what the system is, but don't all know what the system is. Mm. How to define um, it and like give yeah, words. Yeah, I mean. And- Bell Hooks has a very long sentence in which she defines it, but it does cover most of the components of the system that, you know, there might be components that we're forgetting. And that is, like I said, for the people in the back, in the back row, exactly, (laughs) our opinions and our opinions alone, meaning 
because we are human beings. We might forget things. We are flawed. Yes. We contain multitudes. <laughs> multifaceted, multi-hyphenated. Yes. <laughs> That's what we are. Um, but Bell Hooks puts it as the imperialist, capitalist, white supremacist, cis-hetero patriarchy. Okay, so Aya, let's go back and forth and def- like, figure out what each of these terms mean because it's a, it's a long it's a sentence. Log. It's a long. Yeah, so imperialist. Do you want to give a breakdown about that, about mm. what that means? I mean, for me, imperialist, I would probably specify this in terms of Western imperialism. And you can definitely, you can look at it like a historical perspective. So colonization and Western imperialism and going into other countries, colonizing them, whether it be through the colonial project of just going to a country and taking their resources and setting up all structures of exploitation for trade, et cetera, et cetera, or settler colonies like Australia, New Zealand, Canada, the US, et cetera. Um, I would very much, you can look at it from that perspective, that historical element. However, we, <laughs> it, has, it has stayed. And so I would also talk about the neo imperialism. It's a hard word. It's a hard word. It's a hard word. <laughs> neo imperialism and neo. I would say neo colonialism. Yeah, not yeah. neo colonization. Yeah, neo colonialism, which is basically like trade exploitation, and I mean, there's so much, there's so much to it. But there's that's the big thing that comes to my mind. But the way in which the international stru- international world is structured, that poorer sort of ex colonies essentially are you know they become independent. It's like yay, all the independence revolutions, but then they enter a system that essentially maintains the same hierarchical relations in which they are still being exploited. Mm-hmm. I think I would define imperialism both sets. I mean they obviously there it's not a binary, it's not like one they it's a it's a history of how it is for today. What we have now is often neo-imperialism and neo-colonization, but you still still have settler colonies. So that's a bit it's not as clean cut. It's a bit blurred. Yeah. It is really complicated, like particularly, I feel like most of us have a connection to the imperial, probably most of us listening have some sort of connection, whether we were the colonizers Mm. or the ancestors of the colonizers, (laughs) if we're going to be politically correct for a moment, Um, or we are the children, like the ancestors of the people that were colonized. So we always have that connection. It's a large part of our history. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So the next word, capitalism, I don't know why I chose to define this word as if I have a heavy (laughs) opinion on capitalism. Um, What's your hot take? My hot take on capitalism. (laughs) Capitalism, essentially, in like simple words, I don't really want to go too much into it because I feel Mm. like it's a really hot button topic and that's not where we want the spice to come from Mm. this episode the spice is us the spice is us not the the capitalism (laughs) you know um i don't want every white boy out here being like what (laughs) what what did she say Um, (laughs) so basically capitalism is sort of the way in like think of the way like we use our money and how we spend and like how our businesses and stuff are sort of structured so the very, like the foundations of the tenets of capitalism sort of are this like idea that everyone's individual. It's every man for himself. Everything is to drive competition. And um, that ends up meaning the exploitation of other people if it means that you're comp- that can make you more competitive. It's competition at the expense of others. And capitalism is obviously linked to things like environmental mm. degradation. It's linked to things like neocolonialism. It's linked to quite a lot of things mm. because it those things, those negative things like degrading the environment and you know, neocolonialism, they all help to make that one white billionaire's um position more competitive so they can work better in this system that's essentially what capitalism capitalism is um 
I don't personally think it's neither bad nor good, but that's like my hot take for a moment. I'm not going to explain that mm-hmm. any more further than that. I think it, I just don't think it's neither bad nor good. I think there's different things inside it that make mm. it bad or good. Um, but yeah, also all you need to know for now essentially is that it's like how we use our money. It's how our entire financial system is. Well, in the West, some other places probably have something else. Yeah. I don't know if it's any place that's still actually working properly on like communism. Nope, I is giving me a head shake, so I'm going to say no. Um, yeah. You get a lot of different types of capitalism, so yeah. like state plan capitalism, yeah. highly regulated capitalism. Mm-hmm. I feel like the key point with this is how it intersects mm-hmm. intersects yeah. with imperialism. I feel yeah. like that's... Well, also everything else as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah, definitely everything else. It's just trying to make a competitive, like trying to make a quick buck and make yourself competitive. Mm. That's really what capitalism is. Mm. Anyway, Everybody's the next one to, is yeah. white supremacist. Oh, you got a good one. White supremacist. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this is very easy to define. Yeah, just. well, I don't know. For the white supremacists out there, they don't seem to know what they are. They're like, what is it? I mean, this is basically talking about racism, which for me is really interlinked with imperialism. Yeah. Like those narratives of civilizing and mm-hmm. them being lesser, et cetera. We, you know, us being lesser and everything. I think that's really linked to it. Um, but I guess you could say imperialism has a goal for money rather than um, necessarily being entirely about seeing races as less well white supremacist that section is about race yeah. specifically I mean, I and would also, seeing the races as less i would also argue about that whole i think the money and the racism came hand in hand right because mm. it's this idea of like these people are expendable you know yeah, for labor. my capital gain and yeah. so it's like that used to just be poor people. Mm. You have less money than me. And then all of a sudden it became your skin is darker than mine. Mm. Therefore, you are worth losing for my capital gain. Mm, like a whole new class of people. Yeah. yeah like yeah. it became racialized. Yeah. I'm not saying it was like at the beginning, yeah. but it definitely, particularly like imperialism, it became mm. so racialized mm. that it was like, oh, I would never let a poor white, like a, a white lady die for my capital gain. Yeah. But a black lady... Mm. How many? Mm-hmm. How many can I? Yeah. An African? A couple thousand? That's okay. Millions? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Racialized is a good term as well. Yeah. A lot of things, I think, historically became racialized mm-hmm. racialized to serve a purpose. Oh, yeah. the capitalist. Yeah. So, yeah, white supremacy would be, or whites that are white supremacist, mm-hmm. be racism, essentially. Structural yeah. racism as well, on which yeah. everything falls under. You know, it's the yeah. policies, it's the, uh, the maintenance of inequality, mm-hmm. it's the violence, it's the stereotypes. Everything falls under. Yeah. this branch and of, quite like specifically it leaves white people at the head like they mm, are supreme yeah, you know? exactly yeah. in this sort of like a socially constructed hierarchy white people being in the top yeah mm-hmm. and so the next one the cis hetero patriarchy I guess you want to combine it together no I think I'll take cis hetero and then you take patriarchy that works out okay so cis hetero cis the first part it's pretty simple for I and I because we were both you know we agreed with the agenda we were assigned at mm. birth. Um, we identify the with the agenda, with the gender. I guess the agenda, maybe um, <laughs> gender, the, gender. the gender agenda um, that we were assigned at birth. So that's that means that we're cisgendered. If you're someone who doesn't necessarily identify with the gender in terms of like the gender binary, then you would be non-binary. If you you know identified as the a different gender than what you were assigned at birth, then you're probably trans. There is discussion, and like I've heard people talk about non-binary people also being trans because mm-hmm. they're moving, but that's a whole yeah. discussion that I don't know have the qualifications Absolutely. to enter. Yeah. So if you want to fight about that, I'm not involved. I'm, I'm 
removing myself. Yes. Um, so there's that. And then hetero obviously being, you know, the, or even cis-hetero being the assumption that being cisgendered and being straight are the default. That's the normal way to go about things. And I guess the whole idea of the norm is really heavy in the system in terms mm. of like who is normal, what is normal. And who is human by extension. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and who's afforded rights mm. because, you know, oh, you're an exception to the rule, but yeah. you've made the rule to suit you. So the rule is really that you're cisgendered and straight and anybody else that isn't has to come out, has to tell the world that they are an exception to the rule. Like imagine like, imagine if there wasn't a binary. Imagine if you had to come out as straight. Imagine if we weren't given genders, you know, we had to, we had to do our gender reveal at 29, you know, imagine if the world wasn't the way it was in terms of gender and sexuality things would be a lot different, but Mm. that's the system. The system makes the world we know in terms of gender and sexuality, what we consider normal. And natural. Yeah. That's a big thing. Everything becomes naturalized. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So do you want to take on patriarchy? Yes. (laughs) That's a big one. It's a big one for you. Stamping on the patriarchy. Yes. I mean, the simplest way to define it is basically the system of male dominance. Mm -hmm. What that means and how it's enacted and like the complexities of it and what that trickles down to on the micro level differ, I would say, culturally, like how it manifests. I often sort of see that as like um, having, you know, both cultures being out of culture and having the Western culture and the way the patriarchy manifests, it's there in both, but it can manifest differently just because like what's more culturally acceptable, what's allowed and that sort of thing. And then also add like conflict and <laughs> being not in peacetime, that whole, it's a whole other thing. Um, but for me, I'm like all cultures are patriarchal. Obviously there are discussions of matriarchal cultures and that sort of thing. But I think we can sort of safely say for the most part, the majority of cultures and places in the world are patriarchal. Mm. And that is basically privileging men. They are the top. They are the norm, Mm. even though 50 percent or. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, even in and this is me pulling out my little science brain for Mm. a moment, even in medicine, like Mm. there is this underlying idea that the default is a young white man. Like everyone Those is all your like that's to be healthy. No, no, it's like that's like you see a like an old like a old brown woman. You're like young white man. We're well, gonna try our hardest to make you a young white man. <laughs> and it's well, like, that's not how that works. That's ridiculous. You know, like there's this. It's this um, push to like that is the norm. Yeah. As a young white straight man mm, is mm. the norm, and everything tends to fit them. Oh, yeah. I guess we didn't, bell hooks did not include ableism in there. Yeah, I've also I thought about this as that well. Now. Yeah. Um so I guess it's also ableist. Mm. That's something else that's there and the 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 intricacies of being of like ableism mm. where it's like not all disabilities yeah. are visible. Yeah. Not all disabilities are someone in a wheelchair mm-hmm. at Drake playing Audrey Aubrey or whatever his name was in Degrassi High to oh, <laughs> the kid in the wheelchair. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's not yeah. all that. It's, yeah. it's so much more complicated than that. And that's not in that definition. Mm. So hmm. <laughs> our definition is going to add yeah. ableist to that. No, to so it. <laughs> the imperialist, capitalist, white supremacist, cis, hetero, ableist, patriarchy. patriarchy. There we go. We got it. There's probably it. something else we've forgotten too, but there we go. Yeah, I feel like defining it in these terms is really for me I mean I think hopefully it would be helpful for anyone mm. but definitely as someone who like is a, you know, a student of sociology a student of so- social sciences having these words and then having it sort of mm. married like that if you will yeah. um, I think it, not even just social science I think mm. literally every sp- 
like school of knowledge should be aware should of be this. Aware, yeah. Because this of the is, macro structures. There we go. See, this is what I was saying. If, <laughs> for anything. Yeah, exactly. Why am I saying just social sciences? Anything that comes under the umbrella of a society. So literally yeah, everything. Yeah, literally everything. Because so like even science, right, mm. they will – not even just science. Let me rephrase this. Let me, let me say it again, yeah, right? Not ahead. even science. Just – all the knowledge we create mm. is built under this system and therefore inherently biased by said system. Yep. But being aware of the system means that we can check our biases. Mm. And work right? to dismantle Because bias is not permanent. Mm. Bias is not like, bias is not irreversible. It's not unfixable. Mm. Bias is step one. And then you go, hey, wait a second. Mm. That doesn't seem very correct. And then yeah. you go back and you fix it. Yeah. You know? Though I would challenge the word bias. Okay, mm-hmm. bias yep. is often used a lot. Yep. But I think for me, bias feels a bit soft. Okay. <laughs> and okay. I'm like, mm, it's more than bias. As you said, it, it's the structures and what you're reproducing in mm-hmm. policy. I, for me, I just sort of think of policy and like maintaining inequality. Yeah. That's what each of these sections do. They maintain inequality. They maintain a hierarchical system mm-hmm. so yeah bias is definitely an aspect but i feel like people have almost taken bias and been like it's just bias we just get rid of our bias it's yeah like, but no, you don't change right. the system you don't you're not changing the structures you're not mm-hmm. changing those macro level i think bias is on a micro level but it's not on that macro level mm-hmm. and I, I, as you know as a sociology major i keep rep- i'm like pulling really hard <laughs> leaning hard really on it but as someone who's no been, guys like, as, <laughs> um i is being funded by you won't realize but i is sponsored by the sociology, sociology. department of australia <laughs> babe is here like here, take our money. <laughs> There's a gun to her head, just like, guys, please do sociology. <laughs> come to us. We actually, bi- more BIPOC people, please. Um, oh, well, come to science, yeah. BIPOC people, please. BIPOC, just come. <laughs> please, everywhere. Everyone, just come. But yeah, oh. um, definitely looking at that macro level of changing that and then you change everything. But I do I understand, obviously, the interaction between the micro and the macro and needing to work from the micro up most because we don't live in those huge structures, which probably should bring us to our point of our own definitions, which we've basically... I think we've basically we've done added. our own yeah. definitions, but I wanted to ask you, you said don't use bias. What do you think we should use instead, instead of the word bias? Because like, I understand that you think of it as really soft, but what would be a better understanding of the word instead of using bias? Mm. I think for me, the main thing is that the system is predicated on violence. And so it's bias just feels soft. It feels, you know, it's in there with, again, not, it's not that it's not harmful. It mm-hmm. is harmful, but there's so much more harm. I feel like we sometimes, I mean, I just think of like Toni Morrison, racism as the work of distraction. Mm-hmm. Like that idea is almost like a smoke screen. Like we yeah. just hide behind the biases, but there's so much more. And it's the violence. It's the fact that this, system is predicated on excluding people yeah and that exclusion is really just the erasure of people's Mm. existence whether that be like literal erasure by killing you or just the removal of your culture your history you know and usually those go hand in hand yeah take any Uh, yeah (laughs) any indigenous community be that america anywhere just the sheer fact that there's so little of them yeah and their culture is like slowly vanishing mm. in from mm. mainstream, not even slowly, very quickly, quite mm. rapidly yeah. vanishing from mainstream media. Yeah. People don't know. Yeah. 
people don't know anything and that's really disturbing and it's violence <laughs> yeah it's you know, it's, it's like genocide of culture and yeah. genocide of people you know it's horrific yeah yeah not to even include you know the stuff that went on in Africa and the mm. slave trade and that the physical rate like Everything. or breeding out in like the stolen generation mm-hmm. like, it's, it's a the, lot and then again the policies the enacted mm-hmm. the sort of the rationalization of it into very sort of mechanical policy when yeah. really what they're doing is just being violent mm-hmm. but on that point actually when we say the system is predicated on exclusion we really do not mean that the opposite of that the antithesis the solution is inclusion because yeah. again i'm like that's too soft <laughs> yeah it's not just like oh come kumbaya just, everybody just come add. join <laughs> we'll just add everyone to the thing no. like it's actually dealing with the stru- okay yeah let me just i'm gonna go on a tiny bit of a tangent yes. on go a ahead. Tiny the rant. Is yours. so essentially there is this idea the idea of inclusion is essentially what colorblind people say oh i don't yes. see color mm. no mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are all beautiful gray <laughs> beings. I don't see color. Yeah. And it's like, okay, sure, Sarah, mm-hmm. you don't see color. That's fine. But it's not fine. Yeah. Because I'm black. Yeah. I am a black woman. I always have been. I always yeah. will be. And as such, my experience is color. Mm. You know how white people be wearing their rose colored glasses? <laughs> I have black colored glasses. That's how I view the world yes. through a black lens, you know? And any person of color is viewing the world through that lens. Mm. So it'd be like, oh, we just have to include them, then it'll be fixed. Oh, no. No. Oh, no, 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 no. You have to address all the things that mm. have happened, all the subsequent and consequential structures that have yep. been put in place, somehow try and fix those and or apologize for them because mm. some of them you can't fix. Mm. It's just done, yep. you know? Like, for example, the indigenous communities, it's going to be real hard to bring mm. the numbers back. Yep. You know, there were like 70 million or something in like America. There was a lot. Yeah. There were so many of them. And now yeah. they're just gone. Mm. And there's still people, just for people yeah. that don't know, there they're are still here. Native American yeah. um Native Americans in America, but like there's not as many as there yeah. once was. Yeah. There was a lot of them before mm. and now there really isn't. Um you can't just support that you can't fix yeah. that. You can't just be like, we'll just include you and yeah. that's it. We'll it's completely like, well, eradicate most of you. You killed my entire family. That's not how I it don't want to be included in yeah. this. You it know? needs healing. It needs healing, so it needs reparations, it needs actual work, it needs equity, not just and equality. It needs to come from them. Exactly. Like even us as non-indigenous people, like we can't be saying this. Like it yeah. needs to come from indigenous people. Yeah. I mean, and that's just that's just the indigenous example. Yeah. It needs to come from everybody working yeah. together. But also at the same time, I don't fault BIPOC people for being like, no. Mm. No, <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah. I've got things to yeah. do. Yeah. This system is oppressing me, yeah. but I gotta work within it. I gotta yeah. get a job. I've gotta pay for things. You know how much pants cost? Pants cost money, and I have to wear them. <laughs> They're <laughs> compulsory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> exactly. So essentially, we have to re- remember that this erasure and violence is like incredibly gradiated. Yeah. It is yes. on a gradient. So- you know, on a color gradient. On a color gradient. We really gradient. went with that. Like, is it a pun? We'll call it a pun. We'll call it a pun. <laughs> it's not a pun, but we'll call it a pun. We'll, call it <laughs> we'll a redefine pun. The color gradient. And on that yeah. horrible pun note, we're going to take a break. <laughs> So welcome back to Noah Hala. Inshallah. Before the break, we had a very nice discussion about defining the system, how we define the system, and how we sort of 
see the components of the system working together. Yes, we really broke down all those complex words that Bell Hooks gave us. So. Yes, and all the complex words that everyone keeps on throwing in our faces, <laughs> but we don't know what they mean because <laughs> we're not about to be sharing <laughs> stuff we don't understand. Exactly. Okay, so where are we going from here, Aya? Who are the perpetrators of the system? Okay. <laughs> that is the question we're looking at. So now we know what the system is. We've defined hmm. it. Hopefully you make, it makes sense. You can understand it. But like who actually per- perpetuates the system? Who are the yeah. perpetrators? Is really what we want to like dig into. Mm-hmm. I think personally, mm. this is my spicy take. It's not a spicy take. <laughs> um, we are all perpetuators of the system, yeah. right? But at the same time, I guess, no, we all are oppressed by the system. Because if you'd asked me this a couple of days ago, I'd have been like, no, white men are the people that only benefit and they're not mm-hmm. oppressed. But in some ways, they also are oppressed. Like, you know my theory yeah. about, this is obviously incredibly <laughs> simplistic. But imagine, I just always imagine like this one white dude, right, who wrote the patriarchy. Like, he actually had a book mm. and he wrote it down and he characterized it in like pen and <laughs> the paper. The manifesto of the patriarchy. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and he was like, men can't cry yeah. and men are strong yeah. and men can't have feel." And everyone's like, whoa, whoa we didn't sign off so on this, David. So take the humanity. Yeah. And what have you left, a man? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, how do you take the humanity from a human? And then, like, men are just out here struggling yeah, because they yeah. can't be humans. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I do think they're still also oppressed mm. because... We all are. But at the same time, we aren't. So also, the Antonio... I have, a, I have a story about Antonio to Shout put on out here. Shout out to Antonio, our, our producer. Our AV guy. I remember yeah. Antonio was moping and I was like, Antonio, are you okay? He's like, Tori, look, <laughs> men are not able to express themselves. I'm expressing myself. Oh, that's so sad. That's actually so sad. I was like, you don't have to mope, but it's mm. okay. Thank you, Antonio, for yeah. being a part of You're the podcast. You're example. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. But I mean, essentially... He's, he's the case yeah. study of what, of what that is. So I think we're all oppressed and we're all oppressors in the system. Because intersectionality. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to do that. I felt yeah. like an advertisement. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, there's different components that add to it and, the, you know, mean that we're all part of it. Mm. We're all stopped by it. We're all suppressed, oppressed by it. We're all benefiting I mean, unless you're somehow every single, like, minority, yeah, you're probably you benefiting in some, some way. Yeah. yeah. Because it, the system isn't one thing. It's mm-hmm. so many. That's why Mel Hooks has all those yeah, exactly. words because it's so many things. So obviously in some ways you fall upon it mm-hmm. in and however and i was like you know our point about it being gradient it's mm-hmm. actually quite <laughs> revol- we're a genius revolution theory <laughs> makers changes of the conversation go get trail blazers that, that is, is what us. we are <laughs> the gradient every girl from plc that went to school and understand why trailblazers is a horrible thing for me trail blazers <laughs> All right, I did not go there, but we'll go with this. No, we'll go on a quick tangent. The, the year that I graduated, oh um, there was this whole sort of feminist movement. And there was like ads of us, PLC women are trailblazers, uh, game changers. Mm. And it was like, we weren't doing anything. Mm-hmm. We were just smiling and like waving at the mm-hmm. camera. But we're trailblazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're really I'm guessing it was also very wide as well. Oh, yes. <laughs> so like, we'll take them. We'll take they you. Didn't, they didn't even try to make oh. the photos multicultural. <laughs> They were like, we racist. Yeah, okay. we know. They own it. All yeah, right. we don't want you <laughs> None here. Of that <laughs> Did you see the pictures? Was your face there? No. Yeah. Why are you here? <laughs> wow. That's oh sus. god. That, Please mm. don't sue me, PLC. But also had a horrible experience at your school. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Uh, anyway, going back to this whole idea of the yeah. system. We are oppressed by it. We are also oppressive. No, yeah, we are oppressors. The oppressor. The yeah. oppressed and the oppressor. But we are talking about race. Yeah. So we should specifically talk about <laughs> <laughs> We're having a bit of a moment because I've, I've learned that I can't say specifically. I say it like the Pacific Ocean. So sue me. <laughs> <laughs> Defamation lawyers are coming your way. Specifically is like this. I just can't. And I will bring up the English as a second language. Can't. Okay, sorry. I that will. is the card who will, will allow you. ESL. We'll give you that. Okay, cool. Even though it's not, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> oh, so yes. when we talk about race, what do you want to talk about? Well, first, obviously, white people versus BIPOC people. Yeah, that, the, I the mean, OG, the, <laughs> the battle of the century. <laughs> the original. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, we've talked about the white, su- white supremacy being part of this, the system. So without a doubt, that hierarchy of race with white at the top means that the institutions, the policies, the way we form cultures and stereotypes and norms and everything mm-hmm. in society is obviously with white people at the top, which yeah. means that those institutions by nature, by default, by how everything has been founded upon are oppressive to BIPOC people. Yeah, like they are the default. Yeah. Small example, hair and makeup, right? Yeah. I can't find yeah. anything in the stores for Afro hair unless yeah. you go to um, America. But even then, mm. the aisle for Afro hair is so much smaller than the one for white hair. Yeah. There is so many different shampoos and whatever, blah, 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 for mm. white hair. There's so many hairdressers that you can go to for white. Like it's not... White people don't have to go look up hair salons and be Absolutely. like, are they going to ruin my hair? Do they know how to cut my type of hair? Have they even seen, you know, they it's, just go. They're the norm, right? Yeah, that, they exactly. Just go. That's always being the minority, always exactly. being. Always having yeah. to fight, like you're the exception to the rule. Yeah. So you always have to find something that suits you or make do with yeah. a system that very clearly yeah. would Sucks. rather you didn't <laughs> exist. Yeah. You know, and you're like, yeah, I'm just gonna. I'll just, I'll mix this and this, and then maybe if I put some banana over here. I could. <laughs> that's how we'll survive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, um, and that's a very like, you know, like that's one aspect of so many other policies. Mm-hmm. But like a very good example to bring up because it very clearly highlights how. And it's also, you can go to the stores and see it. Like it's not yeah, as if it's like it, exactly. some hidden, you yeah. know, government policy. In the back door. No. Go to big. If you're in Australia, yeah. go to Big W. Yeah. Look at the makeup section. It's not great. Yeah. The, the the line is not great. The shade range is garbage. There is no gradient. There is no gradient. <laughs> See the oppression. Yes. It'd be gradiated. Exactly. But the foundation, it's not gradiated. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 100%. Oh, God. But like these institutions and these policies and these people in there, because they benefit from this privilege. And when they don't deal with the fact they benefit from the privilege. Mm, they are being complicit. They're complicit. They're yeah. bystanders. They just watch it happen. They let it yeah. happen. They don't ask any questions. So then it just keeps on going. And the thing is, and this is the saddest thing about it, is that quite often they don't, not that they don't mean for it to happen. They don't even know. Yeah, I was just about to bring the point because the, the system renders itself invisible. Mm-hmm. And that's why we need these words. We have these discussions yeah. and things to define it, to bring to light so you mm-hmm. can actually see it. Because for many people, if you grew up privileged, if you grew up the mm-hmm. norm, if you grew up the majority, then obviously you're not going to question yeah. because like that's that. Like your whole, I don't know what that life is like. What a life. <laughs> Sometimes I think about it, I'm like, what a life <laughs> to be white. Like I just, it's just so weird. Oh, Sometimes God. I'm like, it's like, what would that be like? Like what you just, Imagine. you just don't know, like oh. a, an AU of us being white. That oh would just, God. <laughs> but like, it's this whole thing of like, maybe great granddaddy Jenkins was like, I'm deliberately going to do this to yeah. make sure that these people, you yeah, know, yeah. but then nobody bothered to ask why granddaddy Jenkins did what he did. Mm. And now you're here like, oh, we just always do it like this. Yeah, yeah. Not knowing that it was 
great granddaddy mm-hmm. Jenkins that had a plan at the, yeah. at the beginning, yeah. you know? And that's like really important. And you go, why mm-hmm. is this happening? Yeah. This is weird. Yeah. Does anyone feel like this is weird? Exactly. This is weird. <laughs> Just even by saying that, hey, tip for white people, mm. white allies out there, ask questions. Question. Question things. Yeah. Because that, that's Don't, everything. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> I just realized something. Don't be questioning BIPOC people. Uh, Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Question the white people. Do not. They're like, no, no. do you say you've just given them a card? They're Free like, pass. that's it. Time to use all my emotional, all their emotional labor. That's what it is. Oh, God. No, no, I no. made a horrible mistake. Scratch, scratch that. But ask. But question, yeah. Yeah. Question your professors. Question mm. your, you know, your boss. Question everything you see. And be like, why isn't okay, this? Then. Yeah. If it was like what this was built for me, what if it wasn't? Yeah. What should this actually include? Yeah. Whether that be I, for example, in my high school, I realized there was only one lift mm. in one part of the building, yeah. and once you got to that, you couldn't move otherwise. Yeah, yeah. So what would happen if you were in a wheelchair? Yeah. I don't need one, so I don't. I don't think twice. I walk yeah. up the stairs. My legs might hurt, you know. And I'm like, oh, I'm lazy. But I didn't think about it until one day. I was like, damn. I, what if I was in a wheelchair? Mm-hmm. That's not okay. And then we have to start asking the questions of why isn't there wheelchair access? Shouldn't there be wheelchair access? That seems a little bit exclusionary. Exactly, yeah. Because okay. the system is predicated <laughs> on exclusion. exclusion. <laughs> this should be our theme song. <laughs> yes, it should be. should be the motto. Oh, God, yes. But, yeah, um, exactly. Like, questioning. Because, oh, like essentially it's seeing beyond yourself like move beyond yourself move beyond your own world the people around you for mm-hmm. the most part people are often friends with people who look like them which i don't have yeah. that but mm. you know you do you <laughs> all my groups <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh. but move beyond that and mm-hmm. look at others and look at the world i mean like th- that's why i mean i've always been irked by this term minority because mm. we're not a minority in the world. yeah that's why i always define it as power, power minority. minority i love this yeah i do it's, love this because we're not le- little we're not less yeah. than we're actually a lot of that exactly. we're more of that exactly. <laughs> we're everywhere <laughs> exactly so you move beyond your own you know start in yourself and then your community etc mm-hmm. but also move beyond the world like move beyond look at the world yeah move beyond your oh, country a move very good this. example of this i saw this tweet and it was about um love island south africa right mm, and it was the cast things. was all white oh, and someone's like so that was like eight percent white what the <laughs> hell <laughs> But imagine never knowing anything about South Africa and you just saw like, yeah. like oh, I guess it's mostly white people in South Africa then. Mm. That's real weird. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's really not. That's actually, I can't believe that. <laughs> the entire cast is like white. There might be like one colored person in yeah. South Africa they use colored because yeah. that's like the, the middle ground for people that get confused. Mm. Um, but there's like what, maybe one colored person in the background of the yep. picture, but like they're all white. There's you not know, a single black person. You know, all I can think of is like, you know how they're like, um, Hollywood's like, we can't have more. They're, you know, black people are just like a small mm-hmm. like part. They're like, they're yeah. minority. We can't have them. I'm like, actually, it looks like you can <laughs> have them. It looks like you're like, the minority. Exactly. So. But when you have a minority, like like if South African pull, like, we can have more black folk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh, just full there Australian no shows, just all people of color. Yeah. I'm like, sorry, you know. Yeah, we it flipped. Yeah, <laughs> the minority has to be in front now. Sorry, exactly. But yeah, I definitely think questioning it because I mean, what I was saying about the world. Even then, I'm like, actually, well, like that's still too thinking on the macro. You definitely need in these regards to think more on that micro level, that interactions that you have on those everyday, but on that everyday level, because that is how you interact with the larger system. Mm-hmm. You don't see it, as you said, it's not the back rooms. It is in front of you, around you. So questioning that is a good way of actually being like how you are like recognizing 
reckoning, I would say is probably the better mm-hmm. word. Reckoning yeah. with your own position, everything, your own complicity, your own the way, own way you are a bystander in this, and then doing something about it. Yeah, I mean, forth. that's our advice for white people. Yeah. But we also have to put this out here. From I don't that. know who's going to be mad yeah. about this, but it's the truth. Yeah. BIPOC versus BIPOC. Yes. Jesus Christ. Yep. The system is still institutionalized and perpetuated by BIPOC against mm. other BIPOC. You know, they are some of the strongest proponents of yeah. staying within the system. Yep, yep. Because some, to some degree, you can be like, oh, white people, whatever, right? Chew. Mm. But like when, like, your own people or people that are in the same situation the betrayal, as you, yeah. yeah, it's just like, Jesus, yeah. I guess I better follow because mm. they're saying to do it. Mm. But that's not, like, that. that's not healthy. It's mm. not safe. It's just it's a whole problem where it's like this... Model minority. Yeah. The and model minority complex. Yes, yeah. And the internalization of that system. That, that's what it is. Like mm-hmm. them, or even them sort of being like, I, you know, I'm not white, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to have that level of privilege. Mm-hmm. But I have, I'm in with, I, you know, in a level within this system, I'm going to try to sort of keep the power, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. And then they know that they can't have as much, they're never going to be able, they basically sort of capitalize on like the breadcrumbs that they can have. Yeah. And pushes, position themselves against other BIPOC people and perpetuate it against other, other yeah. BIPOC people to save themselves, even though by doing that they're also then hurting themselves yeah but i would also even challenge that like i think that's definitely true to some degree but mm. i feel like even like later generations i don't think they they see themselves as different too white people yeah i think it's that they think they're the same and then something goes wrong uh, they're like wait a minute yeah wait yeah. a minute actually yeah, yeah so being whitewashed that, the whitewashing yeah. where they put themselves so close to white people and you look at them and you're like you recognize you just look like me. Yeah, yeah. Like we're the same. Mm. And someday something is going to come yeah. and you're going to be kicked out from this group. Yeah. Do you recognize that? But they're like, no, they would never, you know. And then they'll have their will shaken. Yeah. Wanna, which is. Their foundations would be shaken. Yeah. But also this, to be in that model minority space, they have to let part, let go of a part of themselves. Mm. They have exactly. to compromise on their coloredness, on their yeah. BIPOCness. They have to do that. Their culture. To sit in that space. yeah. yeah. To be as close to the, you know, the top of the the, the mountain as possible, mm-hmm. they have to let some things go. And that comes at a, you know, a cost, cost of your identity. Because yeah. you're assimilating. Yeah. You're cutting your parts of yourself off. Because obviously, like, yeah, model minorities, like, they're... Th- the only way for them to be high in that hierarchy is to let that go. There's no way that they could, you could like imagine like a hundred percent someone who's like a hundred percent within their culture, within mm-hmm. their race and everything. And then the white people are like, yes, we accept, like, no, that's, that's not <laughs> no, that you need to be platable. Because that would shake you, the foundations exactly. of the system. You, yeah, no, exactly. So you need to be a whitewashed version of yourself, someone mm-hmm. that assimilates into wider society, shuts down those other parts. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or you fragment. That's yeah. what happens next. You fragment yourself. Yep. And then I guess that gets less into whitewashing mm. and more into code switching, which is yeah. what a lot more people tend yep. to do. Me, I do it. I code switch all the time. And, you know, most of us do it in different ways, shapes and forms, whether or not you, cha- you change the way you speak like to your boss versus mm. your mom versus your friends versus, you know, whoever, whoever, whoever. But like people of color tend to change the way they speak to white people, to white older people, white younger people. Do you watch Big Mouth? I don't think you probably would watch Big Mouth. No, but I believe it's the... It's the Netflix show yeah, about... Yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a bit too much sometimes. <laughs> um, but there was a really good little scene about one of the black kids. Um, I think his name was like Jesse or something. No, Devon. His name is Devon, mm. sorry. And he has a whole song number thing because it's like a sort of surrealist cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he talks about code switching. And he, like, he looks up his sleeve and he has like a little dial on his arm. <gasps> and he's like 
So I talk to, you know, racist Germans this way or I talk to white old men this way or white ladies just so that he never, like, scares anybody or, like, so he can hang out with black people. He changes how he talks so or how he presents himself so he's never a threat, mm, you know? Exactly. That's actually quite genius, I was say, to yeah, actually really present of, it. It's yeah. a really good way of illustrating that in, like, yeah. a quite a literal way. I think um, also for black people, code switching, I don't know about, you can give an example, you can yeah. give, you know, your opinion on this. For black people, definitely, as a black woman, like, code switching is like a form of like life protection mm. like you learn to speak in certain ways to not only get ahead or to get th- what you deserve like the job or uni or whatever but also just to stay alive you're in safety because yep. if you act too black or you act too quote-unquote ghetto mm. that might give someone the what they feel like is the right to hurt you but if you come across as so white and like I say white and then inverted commas here, mm. like you're good at school, you don't do anything wrong, you know what <sighs> I mean? Then it, this is a benchmark of white. Yeah, it's so <laughs> yeah. horrible. Um, but then like when they do end up killing you, because it's not gonna stop them. Yeah, exactly. They'll still kill you. But they'll be like, oh, she was a good one. So sad to see that one go. You know what I mean? Mm, rubbish. Yeah. yeah. Rubbish. But that that is true. Actually, I do think um, you raise a good point in terms of the fragmentation of self, but also when people internalize the system or they code switch and all that sort of stuff. Sometimes it is, I mean, to an extent, I guess, be more compassionate towards it. It is actually mm-hmm. often as a way to protect yourself, to be mm-hmm. able to live in the society in which uh, <laughs> it's predicated on the exclusion of others, <laughs> which is violence, as we said. Like, it comes down to violence, and these are things people do mm-hmm. to protect themselves. So it's not all out of, like, a self-hatred, but rather, like, a necessity. Self-preservation. Yeah, self Yeah, exactly, yeah. And I think... Yeah, and I think my experience with this is quite interesting because I know you've talked about yourself being very distinct, right? Mm-hmm. Do you want to elaborate on that? Well, yeah, so, like, I remember particularly when I was in high school, I feel like my my components of myself are merging to actually sometimes a bit of a problem. I'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, when I was in high school, because I went to an all-white high school and I was really the only per- like the only black person there, not to include black with a K, like, just black, B-A-L- B-A-L-K. Yeah. Sorry, B-L-A-K. I can't spell, so like indigenous <laughs> Australians. Um, I was the only like black African, black African-American in the space. Um, th- I really started to break up into like my white self that would like soften my... T- I was like, the, not a teacher's pet, but teachers loved me. Like, I was yeah. that bubbly, you know, question-asking, inquisitive black girl, you mm. know, so smart, blah, 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 blah. But then like I'd change who I was... Not like the foundations, but how I spoke. Like my yeah. voice would drop, my accent would change if I spoke to my parents. Or if I spoke to my friends of color, like my accent would change again. It would become like more American, more African-American. My accent with my parents was more African. My accent with my teachers was more like international British. You couldn't even really hear the black in my accent. It was very, hi, how are you? Oh my God, hi. Customer service voice. Yes, That's like what I call my it. My voice increases. Like yeah. it, It's higher because I don't want to scare you. Mm. If I spoke to boys, it'd be like, oh my God, hi, ha, ha, ha. Oh my God, yes. Uh, but like I talk down here. Yeah. I actually talk down here. Yeah. And people, if you see, as I get more comfortable with people that I know, their voice starts getting lower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, like, oh my God, is who is this person? <laughs> I remember when I was younger, like I told my friends on the phone, people were like, is that a boy you're talking to? I was like, no, uh, it's just me. It just sucks. <laughs> it's just me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like now that I'm sort of, like, after going to America and like going to hang out with a lot of black people, because I was like fine, I was like, oh, people look like me. That was fun. And then I came to Australia. Um, and now I'm doing this, my blackness, I guess, is becoming stronger and stronger. And the parts of myself are like merging to the point where my white component of me is like 
it glitches almost. Mm, yeah, yeah. Like as soon as I can describe it, like it's just the sort of glitching of almost like a computer program where mm. I'm like that. I don't, I don't like that. I don't want to do this anymore. This isn't comfortable. I don't, why am I not saying something about this? Mm. But the white part of me is like, hey, you know what you're meant to do here. Mm. You are meant to be the token. Uh, Sit quietly and do what you need to do. It's, it's really conflicting. Yeah, and like, yeah. it's getting to the, I guess you could talk about respectability politics. Yeah. But it's like, do I, do I shatter that white part of myself and forego respectability politics. Leave it all behind. Yeah. Or do I keep it? Because also keeping in mind, I recognize you don't need to have that white part of yourself, but you do, you do need to have it when the space requires you yeah. to. Yeah. So I'm talking in the context of a space that requires you to have that. I dream of spaces. I'm currently in a space right now where yes. I don't need to have components of myself. I can just be myself, right? But it goes back to that self-preservation element. Like yeah. you don't just I'm have not afraid self. here. Exactly. I don't need exactly. to preserve anything. Yeah. I feel safe. And I feel comfortable and I'm with people now, you know, that don't make me have literal panic attacks. Yeah. You know, I just feel comfortable and I feel nourished and my voice gets deeper because I'm calmer yes. and it's, you know, yeah. it's just so nice. But in those spaces that I constantly have to return to, this white part of myself is glitching and I'm scaring myself with it's like, I'm going to ruin everything if I don't mm. know how to deal it's with this. Fallout, exactly. And God knows what else. Yeah. It's yeah. just the, the, the consequences are going to be on my head, not yeah. anybody else's yeah. for the time that I raise my hand. I'm like, no. And actually show who you are. Exactly. Drop that voice. <laughs> exactly. The voice goes down. <laughs> Everyone's like, shit, call the police. <laughs> Bring in the armed, the armed guards. <laughs> There's a button under the table. Cold black. Cold black. <laughs> oh, Those God. spaces are terrifying. Yeah, it really yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, God. It's a lot. Yeah. But I, I want to hear your experience. <laughs> my, my experience is so harrowing. Like, <laughs> God, the distinct. I think my experience is, is different because, it, yeah, and it's also interesting, I guess, like, um, the difference is obviously being Arab and not being black. There is mm-hmm. obviously that element, though. Obviously, being Muslim post nine eleven, <laughs> there's that Ooh, element yeah. as well. Um, but we, I, the way I sort of describe it is, I'm very much I mush everything together. <laughs> the mush is the technical term for this. I because I grew up very much surrounded by people of color. Um, this is quite I find unique to myself. Like my sister did not experience it. My brother, thankfully, is also experiencing it. And I know other family friends who are also people of color who haven't experienced this. Either. So definitely for me and the where I grew up, the schools that I went to, my best friends, my close friends have often predominantly been people of color, but they haven't been Arabs. Mm. That's I feel like a key distinction. Like I I had we had family friends growing up who are Arab, but I never had like a big you know, Pacific, Arab, or but specifically Iraqi community. Like, mm-hmm. yes, we do have them, but it's it's not in the way, you know, other people who have like this huge community and they have all these yeah. things. Like, it's just not in that same way. So that's, I feel like this is quite interesting because um, we were talking about the diaspora. Diaspora, <laughs> which I guess I've come to realize that like it is my experience um, because I feel like I, the reason I never really identify with that is because like people don't really talk about the Arab diaspora like mm-hmm. that isn't mean or I feel at least out of Australia maybe because we just have less mm-hmm. um, maybe more Lebanese people but like they might consider themselves with that but definitely not like Iraqis and stuff because they're like more recent immigrants. I want to interrupt you for a second about yes. the reason why. Go ahead. So why people be talking about the diaspora but be forgetting the fact that they were literal colonizers. They, yeah. The diaspora doesn't mean colonization. The yeah. diaspora <laughs> means immigration. Immigration. It means just yeah. like we went on holiday and yeah. really liked it, so we never went back. But it's <laughs> they just <laughs> so is that how white people do it? They're like because basically they're like, like colonization. You know, the, the get rid Irish of that. diaspora. Y'all oh, colonized. Y'all settled. <laughs> 
that's that? why you haven't been to the Oh God! Why do or they... the black one is like slavery. That, yeah, that's it's 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 forced. It's not... it wasn't chosen. It was... As people say, it was the cruise ship we never asked to get on. It yep. wasn't by choice. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Or war or things like that that we ran from. Like yeah, Ex- necessity. In my example, it's not war anything yeah. like that. But the general gist that I asked about the reason why they talk war about those mm. ones. One, someone's forgetting that they were colonizers. Yeah. The other one, people are like, we didn't choose this. Yeah. This wasn't so our choice. Is it that I have to have an element of falseness or is that how white no, people no, no, see no. it? No, no, no. I'm just saying that's what those okay. are the ones that are spoken okay. about because yeah. it's like those two Yeah, But it's just, a, it's just a softer <laughs> word instead of being like, we we stole them. Yes, yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Instead of saying we colonized, we diaspora. They're the diaspora. They're, they're, just, they're just here. Different cultures. They just <laughs> love the country. You know, we came, <laughs> we saw, we stayed. Yes. <laughs> Lovely yeah. weather. Lovely people. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God. Yeah, but exactly. So that idea of like being part, of, you know, at once being part of your community, but not being part of your mm. community. I think I have, you know, you have that, like I'm too Western and out of context, too out of in Western context. But because I was never really surrounded, what I mean Western, like I feel like Arabs use this term Western a lot because we do, mm-hmm. saying white in Arabic feels weird. You don't really say it, you say the West. Yeah. And by extension, we mean white people. So when mm. I say Western, I mean white people, yeah, yeah. even though obviously there are immigrants and like yeah. other people within the West. Um, but because I wasn't ever fully around other Western people, I was around other ethnic, also most of the time religious minorities as well. But I, and then I wasn't around other Arabs I never had this like oh you like I was never predominantly in spaces where I was like you're not in the west you're not in like you're too much for either I was with people like the spaces that I really had which I really cared about you know for mm-hmm. most part yeah. I never really cared to be sort of accepted by larger society I was like my friends <laughs> and when you're growing up your friends are your world your school the people around you because I'm surrounded by those people who they're not Arab but they're also not the west mm-hmm. they we are we just accept our we are just accepted yeah. amongst ourselves because all of us are just mushing ourselves because yeah. the mush no, group the amalgamation are, group we're the mush yeah. group because no one is going to check you right mm-hmm. I'm not because I'm not in predominantly Arab spaces no one's going to be like you're too western and because I'm not predominantly western white spaces they're not going to be like you're too Arab mm-hmm. so I feel like my experience of the mush has been like I've been in spaces where like we are all similar experiences where we yeah. all are just like yeah we're going to take this mush mm-hmm. instead of checking and policing each other which I feel yeah. like I would have been in other places mm-hmm. which I would have had potentially more of a distinct co- mm-hmm. that idea of code switching and distinct peoples and yeah. distinct eyes because mm-hmm. I would have been checked on it would have been reprimanded mm-hmm. and my behavior but because I grew up with the other people of color I feel like I've just really had this mush so yeah you know <laughs> how much I talk with my hands <laughs> very out of me <laughs> you know you guys don't you don't see it but to me she's there's like yes those hand movements are telling us she has toned arms <laughs> <laughs> exactly god I <laughs> I wish that actually did something. <laughs> that was all excess of the day. Uh, for the exactly. black people listening, if there are any black people, hello, hi, how are you? How you doing? Just say hi to you. But also, um, this I guess the way for to define it for us, like what I has just said, is being black doesn't is like an amalgamation of a lot of different things. Mm. So usually in a in a predominantly white space, you get the collection of black people. And mm. when there's more, like when there's a lot of black people, then you start to break off into Africans, African-Americans, yep. blah, 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 South Africans, West Africans, Central Af- But only once you get enough, like you read yeah. the threshold. Because we're diverse groups. Exactly. This is always annoying. Th- yeah. At least our experience is similar yeah. in yep. the white context that we can 
conjoin on yeah. like we can come together and make a community based on that mm. and then when there's enough of us we'll be like okay I, I hate you guys <laughs> <laughs> and now you break up yeah. exactly that's a definitely good point like when you have when you are the minority and you're around like you know the minority in the west mm-hmm. <laughs> we are power minorities <laughs> the power. you say it with such like, so, joy the power, power minority. minority I just love this term now <laughs> so I'm like I'm actually in class to be like so the power in minorities <laughs> we say but yeah, that idea, because like, that's the thing, like the West has put on us that we are all, you know, homogenous groups, right? Exactly. And, but all like BIPOC, like, I mean, that's why I like the term BIPOC because it is dif- like making those differences because mm-hmm. they are valid differences. Yeah. People of color still, I prefer that than I remember when I was younger, non-white. Do you oh. remember that? Do you remember being non-white? No, I was always just black. Oh, no. Oh, okay. No, I was always not- black. They really, <laughs> but the B was stronger. Black. Wow. Okay, no, non-white yeah. was the big the big term uh, used. They were just like, oh, non-white people. <laughs> and so when people of color became a term, I was like, I like this because we're defined not by what, what, what we're not. We're just defined by what, by what we are, are. Yeah. people of color. But even that is a very homogenizing group because there's, there's so many. As we said, we're everywhere. There's a, there's so many of us. And when yeah. you are the minority, you yes, you, you can you find solidarity within your shared experiences. But then as you get more, you're like, actually, we do have different experiences. We can talk and the intricacies and diversity, mm-hmm. you know. Okay, we got Arab as a whole, but there are many of us yeah. <laughs> who have different, you know, dialects. Like mm-hmm. the, the languages, like Araki dialect, people apparently don't <laughs> understand. And I'm always so, because my parents will full ch- will change their dialect though when we um, have Egyptian friends. Yeah. They'll change the dialect to different ones. And it's like, we're all Arabs. It's like, mm, no. no. <laughs> we literally have different dialects. Yeah. Obviously, we're speaking Arabic. We have different dialects. Yeah. And there is so much diversity and complexity within us, but that's mm-hmm. obviously been erased. Yeah. Yeah, erased. No, erased. You're erased. right. <laughs> you know, and it's so crazy. Because white people, English has different dialects all over yeah, the world. Yeah. And then white people are just like, no, but everyone else is the same. Like, we're the only ones yeah, with we're complexity. The only ones that this. Like, what the, why? Yeah. why? Because would they're you their think norm, that? right? This yeah, is, that is this, true. This point is so true. Because they're their norm, they're my majority. They can have complexities and nuances, but yeah. we don't. But the entire continent <laughs> of Africa is one thing. It's That's like, it. what? <laughs> what? Africa, the country? You have like 85 <laughs> countries in Eastern Europe. Like, <laughs> why is Africa the entire continent just one country? That's it. That's it. <laughs> Nothing. Thing. Here's just one movie. That's it. That's all you got. That's like one movie, one actor, one celebrity. That's all you yeah. need. <laughs> we use it five million times. Exactly. Oh no, and that it hurts because that's so true. Mm. That is so true. We're not. Yeah, I think the big thing you never being afforded complexity or nuance. It's yeah. always black and white. It is always black and white. Ah. Well, it's always black and white, and we're having yep. a break. So we're having a break. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back, unfortunately. <laughs> the white supremacists tried to cancel the show in the break. No, they didn't. I'm just being, I'm just being stupid and crazy. Because I mean, tired. they're out there. <laughs> they are out there. They probably hate us Where's just by, by default. <laughs> by default, they just hate us. Uh, but we're back, and we're having some more chats. This is our probably the last segment of the, the last little bit of the yes, show. Yes, it is. And so indeed, we are. What are we doing, Aya? Let us know. Let them know. Tell the people. I'll tell the people. We are introducing our segment called the BIPOC Blueprint. In this reoccurring segment, we're going to be taking what we've learned and putting it into actionables. So everything that we've discussed can may seem quite abstract or up there in the theoreticals, but we actually want to take it and put it into tangible things that you can do. And in this, specifically, we are talking to fellow BIPOC people. So, what are our actionables for the BIPOC people out there, Tarishay? 
Um, mm, so, hmm, actionables, <laughs> tips, tricks, because we're veterans yeah. in the BIPOC space. <laughs> we are here being like, yes, this is what you can do. <laughs> no, we these have are been, simply suggestions, exactly. ideas, We have been thoughts. initiated through fire, <laughs> our trauma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are trying hard to make sure you don't have the same experience. But yeah, I think the first thing that we really want to think about in when going through the system as a BIPOC person is sort of like how do you how do you even subvert the system? That's exactly. the first question you need to really How do you ask live? Yourself. How do you survive? Yeah, because <laughs> at the end of the day, we still need to get jobs. We yep. kind of still need to go to school. Because if we're not, well, that's a debate. <laughs> going to school debate is an entire debate. We um, say is you Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, we still have to get some form of education. You do need at least a primary school education to function most like Western societies. You need to be able to read and write. You need to be able to understand the white man's language. Yeah, exactly. I don't colonize that language. <laughs> have you seen that TikTok of the guy? This black man's like the white man's accreditation, <laughs> the white man's paper. I do not need it. <laughs> it's like okay. Unfortunately, you do. You do. We you do definitely need the white it. man's yeah, you paper. Need, you, you need the colonizer's language. <laughs> you need the colonizer's degrees, the colonizer's posters and certificates. You need them, yeah. unfortunately. So it's this the tips and tricks, I guess, is like how to have that because that's how you survive. And how do you also not kill yourself with the stress? And be alive and yeah. thrive. Not be nourished. Yeah. Not just survive, thrive. Yes. <laughs> well, still trying to survive at yeah. the same time. It's, exactly. It's so Thrivingly surviving. Thrivingly. <laughs> That's a word. Oh. Um, so basically, I think for me, I think we should talk about how we subvert the system in our own ways. Because there's not really any specific thing. We can actually be like, here's your list. Yeah. Um, I know for me, what I do is I try and make sure that everything I do, I do it for me. You know? Mm. I'm not doing it to be a model minority. I'm not doing it to please anybody. I'm doing it because I genuinely find that stuff interesting or I genuinely want to do that. Trying to take the back that agency. Yeah. And it, honestly, and sometimes quite, uh, sometimes right. I think it's actually a good idea to use the system against itself. I was, you took what I was going <laughs> to say. I was literally going to be like, what I did to submit the system is take the privileges I have, I've gotten mm -hmm. from being in, living in this country and using it to then go help other Yeah. People. Or even what I do is like, so people love to assume Africans are poor yeah, and sad yeah. mm. or African are dumb. And I'm like, mm. like as a um, poor <laughs> African yeah. woman who has come from such a poor yeah. and unprivileged background. <laughs> I struggled through STEM and with your help, you can help me achieve. It's like, no, Give me this funding, give me this scholarship <laughs> exactly. with that British voice. So that I can take my funding and my scholarship and then go and help more black people or go exactly. and help people of color. Yep. You know, so it's like this, you assumed I was poor. That was your yeah. choice. I'm feeding into what you're saying. Yeah. Like it's you, your narrative you're exactly. giving me. So I'm using it. it to get me more things <laughs> yeah. to help my people. Exactly. You know, yeah. subvert the system by figuring out the holes yeah. in the system and yeah. playing with the loopholes. Take, take what you can get from yeah. it. Yeah, I agree. And I think really finding your own flavor of subversion. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> what works for you? <laughs> your own the spice. spice. <laughs> exactly. What works for you? You know, if you're someone who, you know, I, incredibly talkative person that's okay like I think a big thing I feel like with like as an Arab woman or a Muslim woman like a big thing is that we're often very you know the very sometimes I forget that people actually believe that narrative but the very you know the typical narrative of like yeah. submissive and quiet yeah. and that sort of thing and I know that literally just because I'm talkative that I'm subverting the system yeah <laughs> people when I speak you know go to the the counter and like I speak and I'm saying all these things in the, the you know the any sort of customer service interaction they're like oh 
<laughs> like, yes, that yeah. is right. In class, when I talk a lot, yeah, like, that's right. Yes, I do talk a lot. But, I, you know, for people who are quiet and they're introverted, like, it actually kind of really frustrates me that, unfortunately, if you want to be quiet, if you are just a quiet, you're having a bad day, you are feeding into that larger narrative. But I guess it's, like, trying to just, like, work through it. Yeah, you have to do it for yourself. Yeah. You can't. You can't always be fighting against the cause. Yeah. But even when you are not always fighting against the cause, you're fighting with the cause. It's a paradox. Yeah. It's, it's all, confusing. It's the mush. It's the mush. <laughs> the mush. It's such mush an overarching dirt. term of this. We should call the episode the, the mush. mush. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sounds so ominous. Uh, remember how earlier you were talking about asking questions for our white counterparts, for the white allies? Mm. I think also as BIPOC people, you need to ask questions, but in a different way. Yeah. So when people tell me, oh, Tori, I thought you were so scary. I go, why? Yeah. Yep. Why? Tell me. And they can't respond. And you're like, Mm. so you're not responding. That's racism. Exactly. (laughs) That makes you think about what you just Mm -hmm, said to mm -hmm, me. mm -hmm. But even just being like, yes, and why? Yeah. Yeah. Why did you think that? Mm. I like that. Just ask those questions where people say things they don't think about. They say rubbish things. Yeah, this is the stupidest stuff. Just shut up. (laughs) Why would you say that? Literally. How (laughs) Tell me, I'm like, can people just shut their mouths? You be quiet. But just being like, why does that, does yeah. that make sense to mm. you? Let's follow this train of thought for a moment. Let's unpack that. Exactly. Mm. Okay. I have time today. <laughs> I have time. <laughs> yeah. Let me, let me do this for you. <laughs> another thing, um, another tip and trick. Tidbit. For the, for the BIPOC blueprint is that we are all part of the system and we've talked about we are the oppressed and the oppressor and a big thing is that we've all internalized that system and we've talked about the BIPOC versus BIPOC or BIPOC uh, perpetuating that system on other BIPOC so a tip for those fellow BIPOCs (laughs) (laughs) the BIPOC people out there is to try and unpack your own internalization of the system try Mm -hmm. not to reproduce the same harm on your fellow people that's really it. Yeah. Because <laughs> so you will, the, the way we internalize the system is going to manifest. Yeah. Probably in the way we interact with other people. Yep. With Particularly that. BIPOC people. Yep. More BIPOC. And it's that that whole model, model minority thing starts from somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying earlier about like, it's not just white people telling us what to do. It's also other BIPOCs telling us what to do or like shaping the way we, we behave. Don't be that BIPOC. Exactly. Don't, Don't that do pe- that. The perpetrator, the perpetuating perpetrator, the bad BIPOC of the BIPOC blueprint. (laughs) ASMR out there for those people. That alliteration. Exactly. Uh, Like try to unpack and work through it. And it's a lot because you are, you've internalized it for, well, I mean, obviously, I've just said you internalized it for a reason. That's not exactly true, but sometimes you may be perpetuating it as a safeguard for yourself. I think that's what I'm trying to say. You may not even, I don't want to say you don't know better because y'all are smart. You're not dumb. Mm. You're not babies. But you may not be aware yeah. of it. And that's a very different yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, just know. Like, just know that you have work to do. Yeah. And actively take, listening to this podcast is a first. Yes. Hear that? First. First. Number one. Number one. Wide. Meaning first of many. <laughs> exactly. Meaning beginning. Not end. Not middle. The beginning. Beginning. This podcast is not your work. Exactly. We're doing the work here. <laughs> you can listen and then go do other things. Exactly. But like, yeah. it's a jumping point. So break break up the system. Shake the system. That's right. Break up the system. Shake the system. <laughs> Literally gives me like, you're like, a little time to break out. Reggaeton sort music. of vibe. <laughs> like I'm going to break break out into song right now. That's oh the vibe we're going that's how, that's how passionate I am about this. Break the system. Shake the system. Yeah. <laughs> to God. 
Okay, that's oh. the BIPOC blueprint. Thank you for listening to the BIPOC pr- blueprint. Um, our next section, which would be recurring as well, we're going to do these two sort of in tandem. Yes. Um, one first, this other one second. Because BIPOCs are put first in this podcast. Yes. They go first. We prioritize Case in you. point. <laughs> point in case. <laughs> that is what's happening here. Um, so the next section we have is called the NICE White Accreditation Course. Jess Hands. Verbal Jess Hands. Verbal. This is very exciting. Um, I think particularly after Black Lives Matter, a lot of white people, the whites, yep. they've been looking for tools and tips and tricks and how to be a better ally. So you know what? We're giving it to you. Yes. We're, we're the few BIPOC people that are willing to give it to you on a silver platter. So here it is. This is a recurring segment that we're going to have on this podcast where we basically give you a little bit of knowledge. Mm. We share some information. Some it's tidbits. a course. Yes, we're lecturers yes. giving you the knowledge. knowledge. Making you ask the questions. All those books that you didn't read. All the yeah. books that you ordered mm. and never read. Mm-hmm. All the black people that you texted about. I'm so sorry. Resend those texts. Yep. Bring it back. Rescind it. Don't come. don't do that. Come to us. Come to us. We've come to we've brought this here for you. Essentially, this is for you. Okay, this is the nice white accreditation. By the time you finish this podcast, which is never because we're going to do this at the end of time, purposefully, uh, you have the nice white accreditation and mm-hmm. then you can say that you're a nice white. And that is how that works. So be, be ready for graduation. There will be a pop quiz. There will be an exam. <laughs> we'll expect you to return paper. Exactly. <laughs> Essays, the whole, the whole shebang. That's what's happening with this. Anyway, so the entire basis for the Nice White Accreditation course comes from the amazing Austin Channing Brown. Aya, do you want to elaborate on that? Yes. So she's the author of I'm Still Here, Black Dignity in a World Made for Whiteness. And basically she said something and I was like, this is amazing. In a podcast I listened to uh, earlier this year. Last year, actually. (laughs) (laughs) What is time anyway in 2020? But now in 2021. Girl, it doesn't matter. She doesn't know time. That's where we're at. That's the simple definition of this. She does not know time. Exactly. You know what? I asked the lady if it was like the fifth today, and she's like, it's the 13th. And I was like, damn, time really do be flying. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the main thing that she said was that for the white people in her life, she is not the work. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, a lot of white people out there, they really use the proximity card. Oh, well, I have a BIPOC friend. I blah, blah. I'm not racist because they are my friends, blah, blah. And what she really highlighted is the fact that that is incredibly dehumanizing for your friend to be your anti-racist work. Yeah. They are not a full human being that you have similar interests and similar hobbies. They are your anti-racist work. The, on- the only way that you are not racist is by them being in your life that is ridiculous for austin shining bram what she talks about is the fact that if she were to disappear those white people in her life would still go and do those that work they would still go out and they would do the anti-racist work they would vote differently they would support black business etc etc they would still do that work because she's not the work she's not the reason why they do the work that's mm-hmm. a big thing. Like, you don't have to like every BIPOC person. That doesn't make you, like, not being racist or being anti-racist. Not like, oh, I like every BIPOC. Like, no. <laughs> everyone is flawed individuals. They're, you don't have to, not everyone is your friend. And that's how it makes you not racist. It's the fact that you go out and you do that anti-racist work. So that is why we have this course. Yeah. Essentially, you can be a white person with no black friends and be more of an anti-racist with a, than a white person than Jack Harlow. I'm calling you out, Jack Harlow, here and now. 
I don't like how you behave. He's a white guy that raps and has like too many black friends for my liking. But mm. someone who has no black friends or no colored friends or people of color that are friends can be more anti-racist yeah. than he could possibly be. Yeah, because the friends isn't the work. Exactly. You do the work on your own. Exactly. You're an ally on your own. Yeah. Ally in the darkness of the night. <laughs> ally in the brightness of the day. Ally at all times. <laughs> Not anyway. all heroes wear capes. <laughs> Okay, so for this segment, for today's episode, Tariche, what are our tips? So we're really asking the question, how can you be a better ally in terms of subverting the system? How can you, on your own, in your own small way, because a lot of small things, a lot of small actions make a big action, right? How can you subvert the system? Particularly, keep in mind, this is a podcast that's based on race. We're not out here talking about any other things, although you can sort of shift the, the... the object of the sentence to whatever is necessary, any ism that is, you mm. know, any part of bell you. hooks. Exactly. Um, but we're focusing on race. So, how can you subvert the system in a way that puts people of color just a little bit higher in terms of the power scale than they were before? How can you put them first in spaces where they should be put first? Um, yeah. So, the first, the first point, actually, I think it was your point. Mm, it you was mine. So beautifully, in your beautiful voice, <laughs> tell you. us the first, her first point. Move away from the guilt. Ooh. It is self-centered. <laughs> people are like, okay, white people when they realize the system and everything, they're like, oh my god, I have so many, so much privilege. Oh, the <laughs> yes. girl, the privilege on my head is so heavy. My arms, they they are weak from the privilege that I carry. My poor heart, the privilege beats through my bones. It's it's so much privilege. privilege Instead of calcium in my bones, I have privilege. Privilege, it's, it's just blood, a, everything. My blood. No, blood is privilege. It's little words of privilege just running through <laughs> everything. And this frustrates me to no end. People don't care. We don't care about your guilt. Like mm-hmm. it's irrelevant. It does not help anything. It doesn't change policy. It doesn't change culture, stereotypes, etc. Mm-hmm. It does not change anything. It is self-centered. You're turning mm-hmm. it back to yourself. So yeah. move beyond your privilege. Yeah. Use your privilege to help. However, what you need to do you do need to center yourself, right? Yeah. But don't be selfish with your self-centering. Exactly. You know, you what, when we're, so the next sort of tip and the next couple of tips is like, we're moving away from putting the the burden on BIPOC people to do the work for you. We've had that conversation. Austin yeah. Channing Brown. It was a couple yeah. of seconds ago. If you don't remember, rewind. It's, <laughs> it's right there for you. But also we need to just, we, and this is for BIPOC people too, but mostly towards the white people because this is the nice white accreditation course. Where do you sit in the system? Where do you benefit? Where do you not benefit? At what point should your voice be quieter than the people who are experiencing that marginalization, you know, in that conversation? At what point should your voice be quieter than theirs? Absolutely. It's And make sure it's quieter than theirs. Yeah. And if people are talking over them, use your power to tell those people to shut up and allow the people to talk. There's a really good example of this. Greta Thunberg. Mm. Love her or hate her? Nah, mm. That's your choice. Mm-hmm. But this is a really good moment of her because she um, was given a massive platform to talk about environmental rights and environmental uh, protection and stuff like that. And that was really given to her because she was, you know, a talented young woman, but also because she was white. Like there are so many indigenous and people of color that have been doing the work forever. So what she did at one of her conferences, when they said it was her turn to talk, she just brought a bunch of indigenous, not even BIPOC, indigenous um, young people that had been doing this work in their communities forever. She brought them on stage, sat down, had them in front of her. She couldn't even see her. And they just talked. Oh my God, I had no idea. This is amazing. Yeah, they they weren't invited to the space to speak, but Mm. she used her privilege and her power to go... Instead of just being guilty and being like, oh, my God, we should really connect. She didn't have to use those mm-hmm. words. She literally got those people got and brought them to the space. She put their voices front and center with the privilege that she had. 
and that's what you need to do. I'm not saying go kidnap some poor BIPOC people and try and bring them into spaces. Don't do that. <laughs> that's, that's illegal. Don't do that. But those people who are already doing the work yeah. but are not being able to reach, because not every BIPOC person wants to do the work, mm-hmm. which is valid, it, but the people who are already doing the work, platform them, mm-hmm. raise their voices. Yeah, and also and, don't be the person that thinks if you read a book, you know all of it. That ain't no. true. That is no, not true. No. The book is <laughs> it's not enough. Yeah, it's not enough. <laughs> not enough. <laughs> so essentially, you just need to, okay, here's the simple thing. Center yourself. Know where you yeah. stand. Where do you benefit? Where do you not benefit? Ask questions. We said this earlier in yes. the episode. Question, question, Ask question. questions. Question everything. Question every single thing that you see. Why do you say the things you do? Why do you act the way you do? Why do your friends say the things they do? Why are the traditions that we have the traditions that we have? Why? Yeah. You need to question those things because all of these are so foundational, like the macro level structures of our society mm-hmm. that you, if you don't question them, there's no way it can go on. Yeah. Like you, they, I mean, it will continue to go on. So you need to push at it. The thing is, a lot of these things are behind a very thin facade. Yeah, exactly. So if you push just a little bit it's too much, they crumble. And you're like, exactly. oh, wait, wait a minute. This Grandpa <laughs> Jenkins. It's like, a, it's like Wizard of Oz. Basically. The system is hiding behind <laughs> that one curtain. <laughs> This just tiny man, it. like, Jesus Christ, it's Granddaddy <laughs> Jenkins. <laughs> uh, but basically, that's that's our little, those are our tips. Those are our tips. And our tricks. You know, that's how you can take those first steps to becoming a better ally. The f- that's your, you know, this is a one credit towards the nice white accreditation <laughs> course for you. One in, credit. In the lifetime of credits that you will need to acquire. <laughs> you know what? One. When you get 10 credits, we'll, we'll, we'll make, you know what we'll do? We'll make a certificate. Uh, and we'll post it yes. on our, we'll get a website. Yeah. And we'll post it on the website <laughs> for you guys to print out when you get your 10 credits. Get that nice white card. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we should make a whole system. This is this is a lot. You know how they have like um, membership cards? Yeah. We should have the nice white accreditation <laughs> course cards. Swipe. Swipe, swipe. I'm not racist because. <laughs> now you can really say it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, and I think with that, I think we should wrap it up, Aya. I think we should wrap yeah, it up. Yeah, I think that really wraps up our conversation for today. We've it really, really does. We've gone through we've, everything. We've spoken. We've done our tangibles, the, the BIPOC blueprint, we the nice white accreditation. We introduced those two segments. We know what's up. We know what's happening. Um, and you can find extra resources about everything we talked about at the collective on antiracism.com. Um, actually, there's a lot of different websites you can find yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Next time, we're going to have even more sources. Google. <laughs> the sources are G-O-O-O. all on Google. G-O-O-O. <laughs> Repeat them. G-O-O-O. Google. Google. G-O-O-O. Oh, my God. G-O-O-G-L-E dot com. Are there two O's? Yes. Okay. like G W Google. G-L. Okay, you know the reading hotline? One, three. One, three, double, oh, six, triple, five, oh, six. Every Australian kid out there, it's... <laughs> so you can find me on instagram that's all i want to share on instagram at tori underscore mojoy tan that's t-o-r-i underscore m-o-j-u-e-t-a-n and i where can they find you nowhere because i don't want to be found she doesn't want to be found anyway thanks again for listening and remember noahala inshallah Woo. We don't have to do the whole thing again. Do you want to do the whole thing again? No, it's okay. We don't need to. Sorry.